<laughs> Get her. That was your whole plan. Get her. We're scientific. I, I just got overexcited. But, but wasn't it incredible, Pete? I mean, we actually touched the etheric plane. You know what this could mean to the university? Yeah, it's going to be bigger than a microchip. Ray, I'm very excited. I wouldn't say the experience was completely wasted. According to these new readings, I think we have an excellent chance of actually catching a ghost and holding it indefinitely. Well, well this is great. If the ionization rate is constant for all ectoplasmic entities, we could really bust some heads. In a spiritual sense, of course. Bangs, you serious about this catching a ghost? I'm always serious. Egan, I'm going to take back some of the things I said about you. You've, you've earned it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of the Wampus Lair podcast, where we are not talking a thing about Star Wars, but instead we are celebrating Ghostbusters Day. So for all my fellow Ghostbusting fans, this is the episode you're looking for. Um, I am, as always, one of your hosts, Carl LeClaire, and I'm joined by my fellow Ghostbusters, none other than, you all know him as our beloved Star Wars artist here at the Wampus Lair, it's the one and only Joe Hogan, and... First time guest, we got our main Ghostbuster of the pack, Mr. Nick Bove. Hello, gentlemen. What up? Pleasure being here. I am... Give give it time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super excited to talk some Ghostbusters with you guys. We had a friggin' awesome weekend. Uh, Joe did another Ghostbusters tour in Manhattan. Then we went over to your house, Nick. And my goodness, dude, you have the coolest Ghostbusters collection I have ever seen. And you have debatably one of the coolest just like nerd room collections I've ever seen. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a splash of OCD, you know, it, it entangled <laughs> with everything, as you could tell. I mean, um, you notice like kind of everything's in viewing order. So like, you know, there's a lot of stuff in, you know, uh, small places, but everything's kind of got its own little spot. So took a while and there's always a little rearranging but uh definitely appreciate the uh the uh the the, the, uh sentiment there thank you so much it looks it looks so freaking cool um and joe obviously you've got your own personal ghostbuster collection yourself which also looks glorious um it's funny between the three of us nick's got like an entire room joe has a really beautifully curated curated uh shelf and i've got a tiny shelf in my apartment but we all (laughs) showing some hardcore love for the ghostbusters if you if you would there's many subtle levels of our collecting oh (laughs) he's quoting two he's quoting two that's gonna happen a lot i'm sorry not just with two with everything do two because we know two is not your favorite it's not that we think you dislike it but we know you your heart is only well not only i, I don't enjoy know. it i enjoy you, especially you, this, you, i will you, say the soundtrack do. for two is always it always holds a spot in my heart i just it holds that 80s vibe that i just the nostalgia is so much there it's so good yeah. well dude flip city is so underrated i love that song <laughs> great song <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, we, uh, figured it'd be super fun, uh, to, to celebrate Ghostbusters day by just getting a couple of Ghostbuster friends, uh, together and just talking a little bit about, uh, our own, uh, like story with Ghostbusters. I always love hearing, this is true in the star Wars world, especially, but, and even more so in, uh, all, all sources, sorts of fandom. I, I really love to hear, how people were introduced to to the things they're passionate about and 
and uh, how it kind of affects who they are and whatnot. So we're going to have a conversation around what what Ghostbuster mean what Ghostbusters means to us, how we were introduced to it, how we knew we fell in love with it, and uh, kind of what it means to us today. Uh, so we're going to just kind of just dive right into it. So Joe, I'm going to I'm going to make you go first in this round robin discussion. Uh, oh man, <laughs> how were you introduced to Ghostbusters? Uh, I honestly don't remember. Like honestly, as long as I remember being <laughs> sentient. I remember loving Ghostbusters, like always. Um, Ghostbusters 2 is the very first film I ever saw in theaters. My dad took me uh, when I, I guess I was three. Um, I already loved the cartoon. The movie was coming out. He took me to see the movie. Um, I kind of remember being in the theater. I remember being terrified of Vigo. And uh, yeah, I just have very vivid memories of having my proton pack on my back, the blue uh, Kenner one. Uh, I had the firehouse, I had the Ecto-1, I had all the figures, uh, my parents were very, and my grandparents, and my aunt and uncle were all very, 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 very kind. Um, it was all about Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters. And, uh, yeah, Ghostbusters just kind of always stayed in my heart. For Like, it's, Ghostbusters is literally my oldest fandom. As hardcore as I am about, uh, you know, Star Wars, and Legend of Zelda, and all that other awesome stuff. Ghostbusters is like my core fandom. So awesome. That's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and how about you, Nick? Uh, how yeah, how um, did you get introduced? I, I don't remember specifically either. I definitely remember that I had a VHS tape that was, it was a split uh, recording from the television, you know, back in the day when we used to do that uh, record off the TV. We didn't get, uh, you know, locked up, thankfully. But uh, we, it was like a split between uh, Pee-wee's Christmas, oddly enough, and then <laughs> Ghostbusters. Um, and I'll, I'll, I still have the DVD. I still have the uh, VHS, not DVD. So I'm going back. Um, but I still have the VHS. Um, and I just remember, like, it was taped off the television. So it had all these commercials, you know, from the, from the 80s, you know, uh, or early 90s, whenever it was on it was television. And uh, I just fell in love with the movie. I, I, I love the characters. I love, you know, the Slimer. I love the ghosts. And, and Stay Puft was, a, you know, it's just such an iconic, you know, character for the end of the movie. And, you know, such a huge ending and everything. And, and it wasn't even, it's crazy to think about now that I really didn't even get, you know, probably a good, you know, 85% of the movie, you know, at that age. Um, but, you know, the real Ghostbusters was out. So, you know, I fell in love with the cartoon and, you know, obviously the action figures, you know, the Kenner action figures, um, you know, oddly enough, Kenner and, you know, Star Wars and Ghostbusters can be related in that sense, at least um, <laughs> when it comes to the action figures. Um, so all such awesome lines. And, um, you know, we, we were looking at I have a poster uh, when you walk down into my basement and it's uh, basically all the Kenner toys. I got it off Etsy. Um, and it's such an awesome poster, like, you know, the Stay Puff, Puffed figure in the center and just all the, you know, crazy ghosts and, and, and you know, Ghostbuster lines um, and, you know, the monsters that came out. And, you know, you look at it and you're like, you know, we really had such a lucky childhood to have, like, such a variety of, you know, action figures that all did all these cool different things. And, you know, they transformed into different monsters or they, like, you know, they, they had stuff that, like, you know... Uh, popped out of them or their slime and stuff like that. Um, so I think it was just, you know, the fact of how all those things lined up, you know, the movies, the, the cartoon and the, and the toy line. 
Um, just, you know, and then, you know, Extreme Ghostbusters was even something I loved too in the 90s, um, which I recently went back and, and watched. I think, uh, and I don't know, I know, Joe, you watched it too, right? You're, you're uh, a fan. Dude, it's, I watch it regularly. I think that show is <laughs> so, so underrated. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's, such, a great, it's such a great show. Um, so, yeah, I think that's just kind of where it's stuck. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually a science teacher. And I think because of Ghostbusters and, and the whole dry humor of, you know, Egon being my favorite Ghostbuster of all time, you know, Howard Ramis, just, you know, his delivery and his lines, he was just, he's such a genius. Um, you know, so just, uh, you know, my love for Ghostbusters kind of, you know, uh, spills into, uh, my, my teaching, you know, of science and, and I have like some things all over my classroom and the kids love it. Um, and I think but it's just like, you know, the kids love us, the kids love us. Um, but it's true, you know, and then Halloween, like I'll go in like in my jumpsuit with my pack and, you know, the kids go nuts and it's just such a cool feeling. And, you know, uh, it, it, it makes you feel, you know, so nostalgic and like a kid again. And, and I'm, I'm, you know, kind of proud and happy that I can still kind of, you know, get that feeling, you know, just coming down and looking at all my stuff. Um, and I feel like that's what other people who have the same love, like you guys, you know, you come down here, you see these things and it's just like brings you to, you know, such a great time, um, you know, when we, when we were growing up. So I think that's where everything kind of stemmed from. And that's, you know, just kind of how it progressed. But the kids love us. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that, Nick. Yeah, I mean, I all three of us are essentially this in the same age range. I mean, you know, mid thirties at this point. So I, I, I'm assuming that for you, Nick. I know how old Joe is. Yeah. Um, but same uh, as Joe. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, we're all we're basically the same age, and got introduced to it. Sounds pretty similarly. Um, uh, I, I definitely was introduced through the cartoon. Um, I was aware mm. of the movies. Like they were kind of in the back of my mind. Like I knew that there were movies out there. But the first thing I remember really seeing about Ghostbusters was the cartoon. And I and I loved the cartoon. And like you said, Nick, I mean, I, I loved those Kenner action figures. Uh, they were super funny. I mean, super fun. The, the Ghostbuster Firehouse that we got with the, with the Kenner line for the, the real Ghostbusters is still to this day, one of the, my favorite toys I ever owned. Um, and we were talking, we were talking about, Oh my gosh, it's so, it was (laughs) such a gift. And we were, I noticed we were all talking when we were at your house this weekend, Nick, about like, uh, for me, I mean, that Ghostbusters firehouse was certainly used for that purpose, but it also like doubled as the Batman Batcave for a while. And then it was a star Wars thing for a while with my star Wars. That thing was very versatile. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was definitely my introduction was, was playing with the toys and watching the cartoon. But the first movie I saw was the second one. And I remember my mom taped it off of television for us. So like you, Nick, like it had all those, you know, like early nineties commercials. Um, and uh, it's funny, like years later when I would rewatch it, I wouldn't fast forward to the commercials because you almost like you just want that nostalgic trip. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Um, yeah. But, you know, as a kid, I would always fast forward through them. And, and I just I loved the second movie so much. And that's why to this day, it's still my favorite one. Like, I do think the first one is definitely the better film. Um, but the second one has just such a nostalgic hold on my heart. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget when I was because I was probably like. Six or seven. Ghostbusters was the first thing I was a huge fan of, followed closely by Turtles and then Batman. And then Star Wars changed the game for me. But Ghostbusters kind of it sounds similar to you, Joe. It was kind of my first real deep geeky love as like a little kid. Mm. But I remember when I was watching Ghostbusters 2 the first time, this, the courtroom scene where the chairs start flying, right, where the Scaleri brothers are 
uh, coming in, but you don't see him. That scene always scared the hell out of me. And I remember hiding behind the couch <laughs> and my mom was like, don't worry, it's not real. But I was like, yeah, I know. But I was terrified on the inside. <laughs> it was so. definitely the scarier of the two. I think if it's the horror comedy element, like it was definitely more comedy than horror in the first one. And, and it's kind of switched with two there were a lot more darker moments like the whole subway scene with the heads on the sp- on the spikes mm-hmm. uh, you know th- things like that and even like even Janosch, you know when when the eyes glowed and they made that like that sound of it, you know it kind of going from left to right like that always creeped me out as a kid yeah yeah for sure um so yeah that was that was definitely like my introduction to it and i know I can't remember exactly when I saw the first one. Again, I know it was my mom taped that also off of television. Um, and I didn't see it long after the second one. And I, I loved them both like a lot. But I think even like as a young person, I always had a slight preference to the second movie because, again, it was the first one I saw. And secondly, it just it felt more in line with the cartoon. All right. And um, I'm obviously you both know this and I'm sure if you're listening to a, us talk about Ghostbusters right now you you probably are also aware that the second movie was heavily influenced by real Ghostbusters I mean the look of Janine is case in point right like they they really changed up her look to look more cognizant to the cartoon um, and I think it had a little bit more of a cartoony feel um, we talked a lot about uh, Joe and I have talked a lot about this recently about how the second movie, really makes the Ghostbusters into heroes. Like they're they're almost superhero type figures. Whereas in the first movie they're just a quirky group of nerds, <laughs> you know, who kind of break it break out big in the business world. Um, you know, I mean they obviously have the heroic ending there, taking taking down Gozer at the end of the movie. Um, but the second movie, they're kind of once they're once they're reunited in the courtroom, and then the rest of the movie, they're they're more of these heroic figures, and that felt more in line with like the comic or the cartoon feel. Um, so yeah, that was kind of just like my early introduction to it, and you know, I don't know about you two, but I certainly had like uh, a, the common fear of a lot of young people about like a ghost being in my closet or under my bed. So when, <laughs> when I finally got that proton pack toy, like, you know, the one that we could wear. And then I got the, the trap as well. I remember just like running around my house playing ghostbusters and it, and it gave me like, it gave young Carl, like this sense of power over these things I was afraid of. Right. Like, and I, I think that was at least as a young person, that was one thing. And again, I don't think I would have been able to consciously say this as like a seven or eight year old, um, but looking back on it, it's like no wonder I loved this story so much because it, it kind of gave you this this power over the things you were afraid of, you know, these intangible things. Uh, so right. that was certainly a huge draw when I was young to to this franchise. Yeah. And looking at it scientifically, you know, like that was the whole thing too. talking about protons and, you know, plasma and all this other stuff. It was, so it was like. Oh, so it's not really, you know, I, I can track these things. I can catch them. I can physically, you know, you know, capture them and store them, you know, so it gave it, you know, as a kid, it's like, oh, I don't have to be scared. Like I can use a proton pack to, you know, trap this ghost. Um, so that was kind of like the whole fun of it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to be really afraid of my basement, um, but we had a VCR down there and when the, the TV was, uh, was taken in the living room where, you know, at the time that was, there were two VCRs. One was in the basement and the other one was in uh, the living room. Uh, didn't have one in my room. So if I wanted to watch Ghostbusters, I had to go down to the basement sometimes. And I remember any time I, I was going to watch it downstairs, uh, I would suit up. I had a little 
khaki jumpsuit. <laughs> I had my proton pack. I brought my trap, and I just felt safer in the basement watching it dress like that. And then it just kind of became a thing that anytime I watched it, I would suit up. And anytime they were they were firing proton streams, I was firing proton streams. <laughs> so whether I was watching the cartoon or the movies or whatever, like that was my ritual. I did it every time. That's great. <laughs> Gave me that courage oh. to over, to conquer the basement. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I'm curious, did the two of you, when you were young and got into Ghostbusters, did you have anybody you shared it with? Like, did you have a friend or a family member or or multiple friends and family members that were also into the Ghostbusters? Or was it more a solitary experience for you guys? Uh, you want to go first, Joe? Yeah, go for it, Nick. Oh, all right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think for me, as as hardcore as it was, I think it was more myself like i know like you know when ghost when the real ghostbusters was, was out there was somebody like you know transformers and uh you know turtles and all these other cartoons were out and uh competing so like i was a big uh turtles fan too um so i think when i was a kid it wasn't like as i guess you know as direct you know i don't i don't know like the term i want to use i guess uh it wasn't as like hardcore i guess as it is now with ghostbusters it was more of just like, you know, this is something I really enjoy and I love Turtles too. Um, but then, you know, Turtles kind of, I still love it, you know, as, as you know, an adult. Um, but like at the same time, I feel like Ghostbusters just kind of stuck with me. I don't know why, you know, it's just kind of like, I guess maybe because of the movies and I guess Turtles too, but there was just some element, I guess, of the comedy between the trio of, you know, like Murray and, you know, uh, uh, Aykroyd and, uh, and Ramis um, that just kind of, kind of just stuck with me, you know, just, I guess every time I watched the movie and the older I got, like the more I learned about it or the more I understood about it and, you know, the more, you know, comedic elements I got of it. So I guess that appreciation um, just kind of grew. Um, And so like, I don't know, when I was a kid, I don't think it was more of something that I shared with other people. It was more of something that I just like enjoyed on my own. And like, I had friends, I guess, who had some of the toys, but like, I mean, I had like, which maybe you guys did too, the bedspread. I mean, my birthdays <laughs> were like, my birthdays, were, I had like a light switch. My birthdays were, you know, slime or cake, you know, the gel icing that, you know, back in the late eighties and, um, you know, uh, like the e- whole ecto cooler, baby, ecto cooler, the, 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 you know, the tablecloth, the napkins, the dishes, everything ghostbusters, um, you know, I had the pack and the trap and all that other stuff. So, and, and, and you know, you, Carl, you saw it the other night, the, the lad the other night too, the, um, the ghost zapper where you, uh, you press yeah. it and, and it, uh, does the hologram of the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, Terror ghosts on the, on the ceiling or the wall. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, uh, it was more, I think of just me doing maybe Joe, what you were doing is just like pretending I was a ghostbuster and, and making up stories in my, in my basement or, you know, in my den or something or my bedroom and just kind of enjoying like all these prop toys that came out along with the action figures and the firehouse and, you know, the, the Ecto one and the Ecto one a, which is probably one of the coolest cars ever like that Kenner came out with. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I think it, and in a way I think it was cool. Like I got to enjoy it and just kind of have it be my, my own thing. Um, and now I can enjoy it more as an adult, like as a, um, you know, as a franchise thing, like where all these new things are coming and, you know, we have, there's this nostalgia with the movies and I can enjoy it with my friends who maybe enjoyed it individually, like me when, you know, they were kids and now can like enjoy it with other, you know, like-minded adults. Mm. 
It's so funny how similar all three of our stories are. Yeah, uh, same thing for me. Everybody wanted to play Ninja Turtles. Um, and I'd be like, can we play Ghostbusters? And be like, no, <laughs> Ghostbusters is for babies. Let's play Ninja Turtles. And we were like five. Um, so, yeah, I just remember always loving Ghostbusters kind of on my own, at least between my friends. My dad actually really liked um, the films. And, you know, my poor parents had to listen to those movies and the cartoon that we had on VHS a thousand times. Like... My my mom knows all the lines to Ghostbusters because of how much I watched it, you know, 30 years ago. Um, I'm sure it's better than Blippi. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so it, it could be worse. It's one of those things, though, that it kind of endured for me, too, Nick. Uh, same as you, because, you know, I loved it as a kid because it, it you know, kind of taught us, oh, you don't have to be afraid of the things that you don't know about or don't understand. And then as you grow up, you start to appreciate, oh, there's actually a lot of really funny humor in here. And then you grow up more. Oh, there's some really funny adult humor in here. And then you grow up a little more. Oh, this is actually really intelligent storytelling that they're, you know, start to finish. You, you, it has this lasting story that even though there's this ridiculous Stay Puft Marshmallow Man at the end of the story, the, the steps to, you know, making that believable are actually all like really well crafted. Yeah. And it's like somehow this movie makes total sense and you don't even think twice about, oh, this is silly. Like at no point are you like is your suspension of disbelief really challenged by this film? Um, it's just like so nuanced in the way it does that. And I would argue Ghostbusters 2 does the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome that now we kind of like all found each other, like the hardcore Ghostbusters fans. Like, Nick, you and I maybe spoke three times when we were in high school together. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but now, like, yeah, Ghostbusters! Like, every other every other day, we're, we're like, yeah. massively about Ghostbusters stuff. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's, I don't know. I, 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 love, I love that there's so many, so you already said it, you made the joke already, subtle layers um, yeah. to Ghostbusters, and it's staying power, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. I love this series. I love this town. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Carl, you're up. Did you yeah. have anyone other than? Uh, okay, I'm not going to steal the the joke. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, my, my one cousin who also got me into Star Wars also really enjoyed Ghostbusters when we were kids. Um, but we didn't. Once we got into Star Wars, we kind of stopped with Ghostbusters. Um, I still kind of played with the action figures on my own. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely had him. And I also remember another cousin of mine who was a couple years younger than me, which when you're like eight, nine years old and you're playing with a five or six year old, right? Like that's a huge difference when you're that age. Mm. Um, and I remember he came over to our house one weekend, like he was staying at our house cause his, his family was out of town and I tried to get him to play Ghostbusters with me. And I just kept saying, you're doing it wrong. Like, I don't remember exactly what he was doing, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure like he, he borrowed my younger brother's proton pack and he kept pretending it was like a shotgun. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not a shotgun. Like it's, it's a, it's a plasma stream, dude. It doesn't shoot bullets. And he was like, pow, pow. and I'm like, no, that's not the sound it makes. Um, Both on darts do though. Okay, fair. But those weren't invented yet, Joe. True. <laughs> But uh, yeah, like um, it, other than other than the one cousin who also enjoyed it, it was it was pretty pretty much my own thing, um, which is honestly probably why it went dormant for a long time is because 
Um, I just, I just kind of stopped playing it because Star Wars really, I mean, Star Wars really took over my life when I was like nine or 10. Um, and, and all the other things I loved, Ghostbusters, Batman, Turtles, like they kind of just fell to the wayside. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like you both have kind of insinuated, right? Like at this point in life now, now I've got, now I've got some friends who deeply love Ghostbusters. Um, and, and we get to have these great conversations and, like something that really, really bonds us well together. Um, uh, so, so I'm just like, I'm going to keep coming up with questions as we go along because this is just how I do things. And these aren't things I've <laughs> asked you before, but I just want to have fun with it. Sure. Um, can either of you remember a scene from, from anything in Ghostbusters? I mean, it can be the cartoon, the, the movies, um, but like something from your early fandom in Ghostbusters that like, you were just like, yeah, this is like, this is my jam. Like, this is a scene I really love. Or, or oh, this was yeah. a, okay, go, Joe. What do you got? Uh, are you, uh, okay. Uh, the courtroom scene in Ghostbusters 2. Every single, cause like that would be when I would, when I would suit up for the most part. Like, I, even though I was wearing the jumpsuit, I would always put my proton pack like on the coffee table because they had theirs on the table in the courtroom. And when they were putting theirs on, I would put mine on. And I would do like the, oh, it's so heavy stuff like Peter was doing. Like, I, I was there. I was I was in the courtroom with them. And like, I was so hyped up. And I, every time, every single time. And I was excited to do it. And there were some days where I would do it. And then I, I would rewind the tape. And I'm sure my dad wanted to like, jump off a cliff. Because I would watch the same scene over and over doing the same exact thing. Um, yeah, so that that's mine. Nick, what do you got? Awesome. Uh, for me, it was, uh, the, I think, in the first one, uh, the first time you see Slimer, and uh, Peter gets slimed, um, and then the whole, like, uh, dining room scene. Like, I always uh, loved that scene. It was just kind of like the first time you got to see them use their packs, and, um, you know, the first time you were seeing them chase a ghost and, and hunt them, and the whole process of just going from floor to floor and getting slimed and seeing the effects and, um, you know, just how they caught it with the trap. And uh, then that whole like little montage starts and they kind of get their groove going. So I think that's kind of always been like my go-to or, or at least my most remembered um, as a, as a kid that I used to always love to see. Good one. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Carl, what do you got? Oh, um, man, when I was, when I was young, uh, it was it was definitely the scene of Ray going down into the sewers in Ghostbusters 2. And honestly, a lot of that had to do with the fact that I had the Ghostbusters 2 like kid storybook. Um, and uh, I don't Nick, you've, you've probably got like eight copies of it. Um, but uh, <laughs> I know what you're about, but I actually don't own that right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, so I because like. I know we had it on tape, but like it wasn't always easy to just throw the the cassette in. So we had this, you know, kid storybook, and I always loved the the picture of Ray dangling over the river of slime with the you know like the claws reaching up for him. Um, I just, as a kid, it was just I loved that sense of danger. But more than anything, honestly, I just loved the color of the slime. Like I loved that like neon pink. I mean, we'll talk about a yeah. late eighties, early nineties colors palette. Um, I mean, Joe, you can speak to this probably better than, than I can as an artist, but um, yeah, I just, I loved that scene. Um, and I always liked that his like, you know, Ray was, cause 
Ray was always super excited to to dive into the world of the paranormal. But as soon as things got dangerous, uh, I always liked that his buddies were right up there at the top to wheel him out. Right. Like I, I always liked that even as a kid of like, yeah, like whenever I get into danger, I just want to make sure I've got my Egon and Pete to get me out, <laughs> you know? Um, so I just, I always liked that scene. Cause like, I loved Ray's enthusiasm to investigate the, the paranormal. And then I also loved that he had these buddies that would always help keep him safe. Yeah. Baby Carl, baby Carl. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh man. Um, so, okay. Now the next thing I really want to know, and, and cause I, I don't even think I know this for you, Joe, um, and I certainly don't know this for you, Nick. Um, mm-hmm. But when when do, when would you say that you knew like you were in love with Ghostbusters? And this is something I've talked about a lot with with Jason, my 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 co-host uh, on on the actual you know on the on the Star Wars show. Uh, we we love having that conversation of like when did we know we were deeply in love with Star Wars, right? And it's I think it's a question Star Wars fans ask all the time of themselves. Uh, so I'm really curious when when was that moment when you knew uh, like. That Ghostbusters was something you were in love with and was going to always be part of your life. Um, <laughs> feel free to whoever wants to go first. Feel free. Yeah, no, I know. I, um, I can definitely answer that. I think it's definitely you know, being from New York City, you know, growing up in Staten Island and and you know having Manhattan across from us, it was just like, and, and that whole like you know eighties, you know early nineties vibe, you know, of the city and. Um, Again, the actors that are in the movie, it was just um, probably, I would say, I, I, I would say, not, honestly, almost not within the last 10 years for me, like where I realized like how much I was like obsessed with this movie. Um, not even like throughout my 20s. Like, I watched the movie often. I can recite the lines. No problem for one and two, um, as, as you guys can as well. I know this. <laughs> so, you know. I think it was, you know, within the last 10 years, um, you know, because, you know, when I when my wife and I bought our house a couple of years ago, I finally had kind of like a palette to kind of display, you know, what I had. Um, and, you know, I had a good amount. I just didn't realize like how much I had until it was like kind of in front of me. Um, you know, <laughs> and over the years, I've always, you know, like month to month, I, you know, just collect little things here and there. And, you know, obviously it accumulates over the years. Um, but you know, just with the movie itself, it was just like, if it's on TV, I'm watching it. You know what I mean? Like even I, I own a million copies of it, so many different versions, you know, um, and I, I, I could still watch it on TV. Like I don't have to pop it in the, you know, in the, in the VCR and the VCR in the, uh, in the DVD player. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's in the last 10 years, it's just become such a big part of my life and like kind of almost like my, almost a second identity where like people know me as like someone who's so obsessed with Ghostbusters, you know? Um, you know, whereas like, you know, I know Joe, like, I think, you know, Ghostbusters and star Wars, like right away. And like, you know, Carl star Wars right away. And now, and of course Ghostbusters. So, you know, people that I come across are always like, Oh, it's the Ghostbusters guy. Um, <laughs> kids of friends of mine know me as like the Ghostbusters guy, you know, like things like that. Um, and, uh, so much so that I even volunteer uh, with, you know, an or- a volunteer organization and, and do like charitable events, like, you know, in my Ghostbuster stuff where, you know, I get to dress up as an adult, as a Ghostbuster and, you know, do some good, nice things, you know, kind of like, and, and just kind of see the, not just the kids, like, you know, like, oh, wow, like cool Ghostbuster. And they kind of know who I am, but the parents are always like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, <laughs> like that guy has a proton pack. Can I see, can I see that? <laughs> um, one of those things. So definitely, you know, 
it was it was something that has been just you know uh, with me my whole life but i think not until like the last 10 years definitely for sure um where i was just like oh well i think i have a bit of a obsession here (laughs) (laughs) uh nick i just want to like i love that like when you you know you wear your proton pack out and you know other people are like oh wow that's so cool like that a proton pack and i think you know i think something that's so cool about ghostbuster cosplayers and, and this is obviously translatable to the star wars world as well but I think when like the average adult sees somebody in that, I think there is this sense, right? Like, I don't know if you guys, I, when I was a kid, if I saw somebody cosplaying, I was tried to pretend like I was too cool for it, but it was mainly just, I was jealous. Um, mm-hmm. But now like as adults, I feel like when like our peers see that stuff, they right and like, oh my gosh, is that a proton pack? Like, could I hold the Neutrono on? I mean, they probably don't even know what to call it a Neutrono on, but like, can I hold it? Or like, can I, can I touch it? Can I feel it? I think what we like get to represent to folks in those atmospheres is, is like we help people rekindle that like childlike wonder, you know, that these types of stories feed us with. So I think that's so cool. And like, you're in the perfect profession, Nick. I mean, you're an educator, you educate young people about science. And, um, you know, I know we've only like, we've only been friends for a little over a year, I think at this point, but like just getting to hear like some of the awesome stories about like what students like, like students like make ghostbuster drawings for you or, you know, like, like they, they know that that's such a huge part of your life. And I think when they see an adult who has such a sense of wonder and awe, like it, it reminds young people to continue to cultivate it. So like, I think it's such a gift that you like give to the students that you are among by like sharing your enthusiasm and your sense of wonder. Like, and I think it's cool. Cause like then when we bump into adults as well, they, it kind of reminds them that like, not only is it okay, but it's actually a cool thing to feed your childlike wonder, you know? No, totally. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, no, thank you for sure. And, um, you know, I think that definitely is how it is to, to the students, you know, they just kind of see like, it's for me, it's okay to like love something, you know what I mean? And have a passion for something. Um, even if it's something like an older movie, you know what I mean? And, um, and something like that. So, um, it's just definitely important to like model for them too, that like, it's okay to just love something so much and like have it be part of your identity. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think it's important, especially to show young kids that like, you should be unapologetic about the things you love. As long as you're not hurting people or animals, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think you should absolutely wear your heart on your sleeve. And, and uh, Nick, you do it masterfully. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but anyway, d- d- Joe, how about you? When did, when did you know, like you were in love with Ghostbusters? Um, it's it's hard to kind of pinpoint just because like I said I just feel like I've always loved it and I've I've kind of for the most part never really I mean the same kind of thing like I've always been kind of unapologetic about the stuff that I love um even in high school when I think I was most self self-conscious about who I was and what I was doing and and all that stuff um but I I I think the moment I realized just how deep it ran was um, I had a bad day and uh, one of my ex-girlfriends was, was like with me at my place. And I was like, I think, I think I just want to throw Ghostbusters on and and just kind of like veg out. And she's like, again. And I was like, what do you mean again? She's like, you just watched it like two weeks ago. I was like, I watched it a lot sooner than two weeks ago. (laughs) And then I realized, oh, yeah, wow, Ghostbusters is literally, like, 
one of my comfort movies. Like it's my home. Like I go to it to kind of recenter and kind of, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how to articulate it, but it's just one of those things where I feel like watching Ghostbusters, everything's okay. Everything's going to be okay. Whatever is going on, I can handle it because I have those, um, those comforting familiar things. And because of all the, like the reasons I've listed before, like it's, 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 I think it's worthy of being something that's held in that kind of regard. And I am just very thankful that it still kind of has that effect for me. So, you know, I might've, I don't, Carl, I don't remember if I've said this on Wampus Lair before, but stuff like Star Wars and Zelda and Ghostbusters, kind of the more I put into it, the more I get back from those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ghostbusters is absolutely one of them. And the fact that we've put it out there, we've put that love for it out there, led to uh, Nick and I kind of reconnecting and, and having a bit of a stronger friendship as, as a result and getting to do all these things with you, Carl, and like running to you know, Manhattan every couple of months slash year and seeing all the locations in real life from the, the film and, you know, playing the video game. Oh my God. Can we mention the video game for a second? How you guys are playing the video game. (laughs) Everybody wanted to be the fifth ghostbuster and that video game made our dreams come true. At least that's how I felt the first time I played it. Um, uh yeah, I you know that might have that might have been another moment that I kind of realized just how important Ghostbusters was to me because I was living that fantasy in 2009 that I always wanted as a kid and like here it was like I'm I'm the I'm the fifth Ghostbuster. This is crazy and and amazing and my, it brought me so much joy and it's just because of how much I love Ghostbusters and how how much Ghostbusters is just a part of me. Mhm. <laughs> I'm glad you brought the, the 2009 game too, Joe. Because I think I was a, uh, I had I don't think I was working. I had I had worked at Toys R Us from like 2003 to like 2000, I think 2009. And I mm. remember when yes, 2009. I, I definitely because I know I was in grad school at the time. And um, I remember Ghostbusters the game came out, and I was like so so happy. And it was just like I hadn't seen Ghostbusters stuff out in such yeah. a long time yeah. that right and i was just like oh my god this is the game's coming out and i remember just like playing through the game and the fact that it was kind of just like the third movie that we never got mm-hmm. and the storyline was so good and it was their voices you know and it was just such a good game quality of the game was so good the graphics are great you know and um the storyline was amazing and it had such like replay value uh, you know and I, I still play it till this till this day <laughs> Uh, so, you know, definitely that was one of the things, too, I think, um, you know, it's like, wow, I, I definitely missed, you know, having Ghostbusters around um, and glad that, like, this game exists right now at the time, you know? Yeah. And, Carl, you had just played it recently, right? Because you played yeah. the remaster, right? No, I played it before the remastered. Um, oh, you did? Oh, okay. Well, the fir- the f- it's so funny because it's about t- almost 10 years ago now. Um, that first time I came down to New York to do our our first of our many now uh, filming film location tours um, in 2014. Like you told me about the game. I was like, oh yeah, I never played it because I'm not a video uh, game guy. Oh, that's right. So when okay. I came, yeah, when I came to your house, you're like, here, you should try the game out. And uh, I was like, holy, 
holy crap, I freaking love this game. This is awesome. I got to get this for when I go home. So I, I ordered it that day, like from your house and it was waiting for me when I got back, back home. And, uh, again, like I am, I am very, it's very hard for me to like get into a video game. I just, I'm just not like a big video game guy, man. I sat down and played that game nonstop until I beat it. And uh, like, like you said, Nick, like it was, it was that, it was that third movie we had never gotten. And so, uh, so iconic to have gotten the, the entire cast back. I mean, especially Bill Murray. Um, It was such a great story. And yeah, like like you said, Joe, right? Like you you play the rookie. You get to be the fifth Ghostbuster. Um, it was such a great game. Uh, and I mean, I think, I think my favorite thing about the game and still to this day, like every, anytime I've replayed it, I just love between all the levels, like when you're back in the firehouse, I just love going down the pole. Like I just keep running over to the pole and hitting triangle and just riding that thing down. Um, it's so fun. The firehouse is just like, Man, like, oh, it's so good. Um, so actually, I'm going to take a quick tangent to talk about the firehouse because the firehouse to me is the ultimate treehouse, right? Like, I don't know if you guys ever had a treehouse or some sort of clubhouse that you hung out with, like, close friends. Um, but that's what, to me, like, the firehouse, that's that's its very role in the in the story itself. Is This is this place where these these three and then eventually four four good friends like get to hang out like do their science experiments uh learn more about the ethereal world um and just hang out and have a good time and i've always loved the firehouse so i love like running around in that in the video game um and of course like joe every time we've done uh, a manhattan tour like we always end by going to the firehouse on north have more to. street Gaff it's yeah. illegal otherwise right <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, yeah, like I, I think I knew for me that I was, it, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to, it's kind of like a two, two part here. I think I knew for sure that I was like, yeah, Ghostbusters will forever be now a, a huge part of my life it was honestly similar to you, Nick, probably about 10 years ago. It was, you know, Joe, you and I obviously became friends through Star Wars. We, we met at fan days back in 2011. You know, I asked you right away to do, do the, uh, do the cover art for the show. Um, and that was obviously our, our first bond was Star Wars. And then I don't I don't remember how exactly Ghostbusters got brought up, but um, we decided one night to watch it on Skype. And I think I have like my love of Ghostbusters has become cemented because of you, Joe. Like it was it was a way of like becoming closer friends with you. And it, and, and it just reminded me of how much I loved Ghostbusters Um but I will say, and I, I was—I know I told you this story over the weekend, Joe. So forgive the rep, the repetition. Um, but uh, <laughs> when I was in college, um, uh, and Nick, you may know this. Do you remember what year? Do you remember the two pack that came out on DVD with the green cover with the two the two yeah. movies? Do you know what year that came out by chance? Um, I could tell you in a second because it's to my right. Hold on, let's <laughs> yeah. giddy off. Well, will you grab oh, it? Okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this one came out in, uh, let's see, I have the back right now, uh, 2005. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So that would have been like the end of freshman year, start of sophomore year of college. So yeah, probably that makes sense. Cause sophomore year of college, my mom gave me that as a Christmas present. And, um, I remember like, I mean, I didn't even watch it right away. So yeah, it must've been probably like the fall semester. So 2006, um, my, my college girlfriend was just having like a really, really hard week. And I remember I, I drove her home 
and like spent the day with like her and her family, but she was just really exhausted and overwhelmed. So I drove back to campus by myself and it was just like a really long, exhausting week. And I remember going back to my dorm, just like plopping down into my bed. And I was like, oh, I just need something like that'll make me feel comforted. And I was like, oh yeah, I got that two pack DVD of the Ghostbusters. I threw in Ghostbusters too. And it was like somebody threw like a warm blanket over me. And like, like you said, Joe, it just felt like this feeling of going home. Um, and like, I think that is like, I mean, yes, I was still a young adult. I was 19, 20 years old, but it was like, yeah, man, Ghostbusters really means a lot to me. Um, and then, and then like fast forward another five years and, uh, and, and it really, really came out because of my friendship with you, Joe. But yeah, man, I just, Oh, I love these movies so much. Um, well, then all I can say is you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's that's and that and that's super cool. Just because, like, when I was younger, I wish I had more Ghostbusters friends, and now I have Ghostbusters friends. Yeah, it is nice. And, uh, and that comfort feeling, you know, it does come from just being the, the, the movie being so quotable. Both of them. Yeah, you know the lines being said, and you know we were watching the early release on Saturday, and just being you know amazed at like the other lines or the different inflection in their voice of how they said a certain line, and you know then how it was ultimately presented in the actual you know cut of the film, you know the final cut of the film. Um, so just like having line after line of just like knowing it's coming and, and being and, and can't you can't wait to just kind of say it with them, you know it's amazing. Yeah, I love. I love like the movies that I love deeply and watch regularly. I love quoting along with them. And the funny thing is, it's embarrassing to say, but Joe, Joe can attest to it. I often misquote Ghostbusters. <laughs> Just by like a hair. <laughs> Drives me nuts. It's, it's, sometimes I feel like you do it on purpose no. because it's like so close. It's like, come on, man. Really? <laughs> Uh, well, this is the thing. Like, I love like just getting to be silly with it. Like Nick, when we drove back from your house on Saturday night, we're just yeah. we, we were sitting on the we we're like sitting just outside Joe's house in the car still, and I was like, "Hold on, let's send Nick a video." And we just recreated um, our mutually favorite scene from Ghostbusters with Ray and Winston. Like, hey, I, hey, Joe, do you believe in God? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Never met him. <laughs> oh man, um, it was. That was a great night. We had a great time, and, and I, I had such a great time just watching the movie. And I, I said to my wife the next day, you know, that late. Oh, I didn't see her later. I saw her the next day, and I was just like, uh, you know, I said it was just watching the movie. It was so crazy to see this movie again in a way we have never seen it before, yeah. like any of us. And you know, going back to where we said we didn't experience it as kids, you know, together. And Joe, you saying we get to experience it now together, like experiencing, you know, uh, all of us watching that cut of it together was just like an awesome experience, you know, in itself. So I think that was like what made it even better too, is like now I'm watching it with people who know it just as well as I do and are going to be, and we're making like the same reactions, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) yeah, you kind of like looked around and like waiting for someone to like notice, you know, like, Oh, that's different. Or, Oh, did you see what they did there? And like, we all did that the whole time. (laughs) It was so awesome. (laughs) Bunch of nerds. (laughs) We really were. And it was fantastic. Yeah. It was awesome. And, and for context for folks listening, if you're a little confused what we're talking about. So, uh, earlier, was it this year or late last year when they put that out, the, that kind of, I, I think I think it was January 22. Yeah, is when it was supposed to come out. Okay, January, February 22. Yeah, so they did this big box like 4K Blu-ray set 
of the, the first two movies plus Afterlife and then all these bonus features, um, one of which for Ghostbusters 1 was the initial um, like preview cut of the movie that they, they presented to early audiences. Um, so it was a rough cut. Like most of the the like CG effects weren't finished. Um, there was no score to the movie. Like the Elmer Bernstein's music wasn't in there yet, but it was all these different takes. There was all these extended scenes or different scenes. So like Joe and I were saying, you know, on the car ride home that night from your house, Nick, like it was, it was like 1997 for star Wars fans, like seeing the special editions, like getting to see uh. new stuff in these movies. You've, you know, it cherished for years is just mind blowing. And, and this was even more than that. Like the special editions have like a few things in each of the movies. This thing was like, there were so much extra stuff and different things. And some of them were freaking hilarious. Like some of the Bill Murray yeah. stuff that got cut out was so good. Um, yeah. So yeah, like even just context for other scenes and you're like, Oh, like that's, that makes sense. Or that's pretty cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. And like you said, Nick, like, I mean, it was really rad, like getting to watch that with other like diehard Ghostbuster fans. You know, I think I, I, I remember like being shocked when you were like, oh yeah, I still haven't watched it yet. Uh, Cause I was like waiting for you guys, <laughs> which also like first was like, wow, you're an awesome friend. But secondly, it, it was like, it probably made it even better because like, I think if all of us had had a copy of that and watched it on our own, it would have been epic, yeah. but watching it, it together wouldn't yeah. like, was just so magical. Yeah. Not to mention, no, I think so. Too. Like I really, I was like, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I knew I had all these things and I was like, yeah, but like, there's just so much. And like, if I watched it, I wouldn't be able to like talk to you guys. <laughs> like it'd be, it'd be one-sided conversations. Like it was just better to, I felt like to kind of watch it with you guys. And now like whenever we can talk about it, like we could talk about it or watch it again. We watch it again. All right. I want to shift gears here just a tiny bit. Um, and uh, I want to just like do a quick round Robin. What is a scene from Ghostbusters one that you deeply love? Joe go. Uh, uh, you, well, uh, can we do the one you already mentioned? Sure. Can I do yeah. that one? Or, okay. Yeah. The uh, very quiet nighttime scene of Ray and Winston in the Ecto-1 driving back. It seems like they're on a bust and they're on their way back to uh, deposit the trap. I, I don't know. It's just like it's the music. It's the mood. It's the dialogue. It's just like everything is like, ooh, this is so creepy. I love it. And it's just these two characters kind of waxing poetic on on the job, what their role in, in the world is. And I'll, what I like, one of the things I love about Ghostbusters now that I didn't really appreciate as at least as a kid, um, Ghostbusters is about four guys who don't really know their place in the world. And they all have their strengths and uh, they're just trying to figure it all out. And they do by the end of that movie. It might not be that on the nose, but they do. They figure those things out. And I think that scene kind of encompasses that, you know, you might be someone who doesn't know what your role in the world is, but they kind of realize, oh, we actually have a larger role than we realized. Because once we're talking about end of the world type um you know, uh, uh, stakes, uh, different ball game. 
So Ray went from this dude who was fired from university, not really knowing uh, what he's going to do next. Winston's just looking for a steady paycheck, and all of a sudden the both of them realize, ooh, the dead are rising from the grave. These are <laughs> not myths about the end of the world. And uh, we, for better or for worse, might be playing uh, a much larger game of chess than we realized. And I love that. Definitely. It's, yeah. I mean, it's such a good scene. <laughs> um, what's what's a scene from the original movie that really, like, grabs you, Nick? Um, I always loved... I mean, it's not just one scene. It's just the multiple scenes. Anything with Rick Moranis, with Lewis. Um, <laughs> his delivery and his lines are just so... like They're so good, and they're so memorable. Um, you know, and, and just, you know, even... Be, I didn't realize this until I was an adult either, with that whole like you know keymaster thing, and he always gets locked out of his apartment, and like that's brilliant. And it's just, like you don't, get, you know what I mean? Like and the way he gets locked out, and the situation, the awkwardness of him, um, his dialogue at his party where he invites you know clients instead of friends, and you know everything that he says is just phenomenal in that movie, all the way till the end, um, where Egon asks him if not asks him, he tells him they want to take a sample of his brain tissue and just like okay okay i want to go with them in the car i want to go with them in the car anybody want to interview me i'm an eyewitness up until the credits even you know like that's amazing so any 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 scene with with uh rick moranis uh, he just had a brilliant performance in both movies yeah he's great (laughs) oh yeah that i mean the thing i mean i've i've really come to to love in the last in the last several years that scene you talked about Joe as well the the scene with Winston and uh, Ray uh, driving back into Manhattan, um, but f- I mean other than that like in the the scene from the first movie that always grabs me is uh, it starts with so what do you need from me and then doom 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 you know that's the the start of saving the day by the Elise brothers. You know, and uh, I still think my favorite Peter Bankman line is, come on, let's run some red lights. Um, it's just so good. I mean, nothing pumps me up. Nothing. And like, I'm talking all movies. Nothing pumps me up the way Saving the Day does uh, it, as they're as they're like rolling into uh, in front of the Dana's apartment. And um, man, it's just so good because like. You know, I mentioned earlier, like Ghostbusters 2 kind of presents them as these heroic characters. We don't really get that in the first movie until now, right? You have this assembled like crowd outside. As soon as the Ecto-1 rolls up, everybody's cheering for them, right? Like, this is yeah. like everybody recognizes now what these guys are. It's just so good. And it's just always been, you know, showboating and, you know, <laughs> yeah. turning around and there's a situation going on behind. They're taking their time. They're waving their hands. They're they're shaking hands to people and stuff before they're going in. And Winston's, you know, the one kind of grabbing all the packs out of the car and stuff, putting on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so good, so good. Um, all right, let's go. Let's go around one more time with Ghostbusters two. A scene from Ghostbusters two. Joe, you already. I mean, I know you talked about the courtroom scene, so feel free to talk yes. about a different scene. Yeah, let's let's do a different one. Um. Scene from Ghostbusters two. Uh, someone else go go before me. Right. Well, I mold. I'll go. I, I, yeah, I'm always making you two go first. I'll, I'll go. I know Ghostbusters two is like that's that's your that's the first one right that you saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think both of us. 
Um, yes, me too. Um, yeah. Uh, for me with, uh, with Ghostbusters 2, uh, the scene uh, that I love so much, and this is, I don't know if this was true when I was a kid. Well, yeah, I kind of talked about the one when I was a kid. You know, it's, it's Ray going down into the sewers the first time. But my favorite one now is the scene when they're uh, in the firehouse and Egon and Ray are talking to them about the mood slime. And then they, you know, they put it in the toaster mm. and they're watching it dance. And it's just such a scene of camaraderie. Like it doesn't, you don't need a ton. And this is the thing I think that like Ivan Reitman created so well with this, this cast of, of actors. I mean, the, I mean, obviously Aykroyd, Murray and, and Ramis were, were good buddies to, at this point. Um, and that camaraderie was very apparent in, in both of the movies, but I love the scene in Ghostbusters too, where, where Peter then like pretends that the toaster's eating his hand and then they just like, even Winston, like he joins in too. And they, you know, they immediately like tackle him and Egon weirdly says lobotomize him. Um, but it's just like, it's just, I love that scene because this is why I love Ghostbusters. It's this group of, of like best friends that like get to be geeks together um and uh yeah so like it's just it's a really wonderful scene of camaraderie so that's that's my like go-to favorite scene in, in ghostbusters too um what about you nick i mean definitely the statue of liberty scene uh for sure uh when when they uh because it's kind of just you know when the mayor says like you, you said in the ghostbusters one you know what do you want and you know they they have this extreme like this army escort and like all this extreme they go to the extreme they ask for everything um, and the same thing kind of happens, um, you know, with Ghostbusters too. It's like, you know, what, what would you need kind of thing again, uh, which we saw actually, I don't think it's in the movie, but it's in the deleted scenes that we watched in the graveyard, um, where the mayor kind of is like, all right, well, you know, what are you going to need? Uh, and, uh, oh, in the movie, they kind of just look at the, the license plate, right? That's kind of what they do in, in yeah. Ghostbusters too. Um, but yeah, it, it, he kind of, there was like an alternate scene and it's just kind of funny to think like. Oh, maybe he's like, well, you know, we're kind of thinking the Statue of Liberty right now. Uh, but the way that they um, start that Jackie Wilson song and uh, uh, just kind of make their way into New York City and they're going through and it's New Year's Eve and the crowd's are going crazy and they crush a cop car and, you know, Ackroyd screaming down, you know, my fault, sorry. <laughs> um, smashing through the, you know, through the museum, you know, ceiling and just kind of dropping down and, and, you know, ready to face Vigo, so... Um, there was always just kind of that. I always thought that was awesome. Yeah, such a good scene. Oh, Amazing. something good, something pure, something decent. <laughs> ah, so close. <laughs> I know. Though. I screwed up the order. Dang it! Just wanted to give everybody <laughs> evidence of how much I f this up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! What about you, Joe? Okay, I think what I'm gonna say now. Hold on, let me remind myself what exactly was the question it's just a scene that resonates with us yep yeah okay so it's i guess it's something that i never realized before so now what resonates with me is the world of the psychic scene the original world of the psychic scene not not the fever dream that we watched of a deleted scene Um, (laughs) crazy um but i love the world of the psychic scene because I don't think we're supposed to realize that at the time, but Milt Manglin was right. He yes. called the end of the world was going to be at midnight, and it actually was going to happen, and it was his strong psychic belief that the world was going to end on New Year's Eve. And 
I, you know, in retrospect, of course, it's 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 there to be kind of like a hint. Uh, but as a kid, I, you know, it's just oh, these silly weirdos on on Peter's show. Um, so I never really thought twice about it until more recently, you know, in the past, let's say, ten years or so, where I started looking at it with more of a critical eye and appreciation for storytelling. It's like, oh yeah, duh. Milton England actually is psychic. That realization was like, whoa! It was like almost <laughs> like it, what I love about these movies is I can watch them now, and if I'm paying attention, because a lot of times I'll just put them on as background noise while I'm working. But when I'm actually sitting down and watching them, I'll always notice stuff that I had never noticed before. Every watching, I'll notice something different. Yeah. Um, and sure, I might be a slow, a little, a little slow in the brain to have not picked up on that until more recently. But I love that. I love that that's there. I love that it's this just cheeky, uh, like, yeah, this this random guy was right, and we never see or hear from him ever again. It would have been great I, to have, like, a, I knew it at the end. <laughs> but, I don't know what happened with his sales, because, like, technically he was right, but it didn't actually end, so did he sell the book? Right. He probably got an HBO miniseries out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, like to to kind of start wrapping this up here a bit. Um. I I want to know, you know, what Ghostbusters means to you now, right? Like we we we've, we've I feel like we've done a nice job of talking about, you know, how we got into it, how we loved playing it. Um. You know, ways in which we we really kind of solidified our fandom. But you know, now that now that we have kind of this really special relationship with Ghostbusters. What does it mean to you now? And like, what does that look like for you now? And uh, maybe by way of example, I'll, I'll kick this one off um, and obviously do whatever you want with the question you two. Um, but uh, I think for me, like first and foremost, and this isn't something that's all that dissimilar from my experience of Star Wars as an adult fan, but uh, it's it's given me good friendships. You know, it's, it's really deepened my friendship with you, Joe, like Nick, I wouldn't know you if it weren't for Ghostbusters, um, which, which, which would make my life less awesome because you're such a great pal. Um, and, uh, you know, but, but I think more than that, like it's, there's something like, I think Ghostbusters does a really awesome job of, of, of taking the paranormal. And I've always had such a, like, curiosity about paranormal one of my favorite classes i took as a senior in college was was occult religions and i wrote a thesis paper on alien abduction as religious experience dan Aykroyd would have been so proud of me um <laughs> and uh, i'm pretty sure we talked about ghostbusters several times in the class uh you know so i've, I've kind of always had like similar to dan Aykroyd, i've had like a really like deep interest in the paranormal and and these experiences of of spiritual realities kind of distinctly different from organized religions you know um and and i like that ghostbusters kind of takes that stuff seriously but never takes it in a way that makes you afraid of it you know what one of my favorite lines actually in ghostbusters afterlife is kind of in that post-credit scene with winston uh where he said you know busting ghosts with the guys taught me that I didn't have to be afraid. I probably screwed up that quote, Joe. But, uh, you know, something it's in that. Pretty close. Yeah. Not quite, but it's there. <laughs> Sentiments there. Um, but I but I love that 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 sensibility that that Ghostbusters is this story about like, um, you know, like there there are things that are unknowable in in this world, but they're not necessarily things you have to be afraid of. Um, and. And, and Ghostbusters is this story of camaraderie. Like it's, it's, it's like, 
Um, and I think like not, I mean, I know we didn't really talk much about afterlife and we probably won't, uh, today. Um, but doesn't mean we can't come back and talk more ghostbusters in the, in the near future. Um, but one of the things I thought that was sort of lacking in afterlife that the first two movies certainly had is kind of that, that buddy mentality. Like you certainly get some sensibility of that between like Phoebe and podcasts, but you know, the camaraderie of, of the four ghostbusters is, is really what I love about these stories. And I think, uh, that's, that's what Ghostbusters means to me now. Um, it's, it's something creative and fun in a, in a world to play in, um, that also like, uh, garners my own interest in, in the paranormal and, and things that are different and odd. Um, so yeah, like that's, that's kind of like what Ghostbusters is now and, and the opportunity to like go down to New York city and go see these things in real life, like see these filming locations. I mean, I I'm, I'm in Boston, not like New York city is that far away. And obviously there's a lot of Ghostbusters fans all across the globe who, who fantasize about getting to just, you know, stand outside the firehouse. And I've done it five times now. Like it's awesome, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of where, like where Ghostbusters is for me now is it's, is, is all that good stuff. Good answer. That's a great answer. And it's a great, a great model example. (laughs) Um, So if I I, I can go next, I guess if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. So for me, I think, uh, you know, it's obviously a big part of my profession as a teacher, you know, just kind of like incorporating it into my teaching and just like my classroom and, um, you know, going to events like, you know, this Saturday, you know, at the firehouse, we celebrate Ghostbusters day. So, you know, I'm going to be there with, you know, hundreds of other like-minded Ghostbusters fans um, you know, dressed up in our, in our proton packs and our, you know, in our flight suits. Um, and it's, I know, and you know, I've gone the past, you know, two years and, you know, this is my third year, I think going, and it's always a good time. And just seeing, you know, people, you know, bring their kids and, you know, just knowing that like, Oh, these kids, you know, are so young now they're going to grow up, hopefully, you know, maybe loving Ghostbusters the way we did. Um, so, um, you know, being able to present that in a way of like, Hey, you know, when I was a kid, I remember going to universal and there being like, you know, the ghostbusters were in the parade, you know, in universal Florida and like, you know, just seeing the guys with the proton packs and like, it was like, wow, like that's, that's real, you know? And, and I feel like, you know, as a kid, that's, you know, when you look up an adult and they're dressed up, you know, in a cosplay, you know, and cosplay gets so intricate these days. Um, it's like beyond what it was, you know, when we were younger, um, that, you know, kids can look up and be like, wow, that's incredible. Um, and, you know, look back at that as kind of like a core memory and be like, you know, I remember when I was a kid, you know, there was, you know, all these like Ghostbusters and they were outside the firehouse and, you know, there was a, the Ecto one was there and, you know, we got to look inside the firehouse and they had the the sign in there. So, um, you know, just be, being a part of these events now and, you know, having it be a part of my profession and, you know, my personal life and, uh, you know, the friendships that I've made, you know, you know, same, same as you, Carl, you know, so you're just kind of going back to what you said and, and, you know, kind of expanding, you know, my friendship with Joe where, you know, being just more of like, Hey, I know you from high school, you know, we went to the same high school, but we never really like had a, you know, a close friendship of like, Hey, you know, I remember you from high school. Oh, wow. You're a Ghostbusters fan too. Like, let's talk, <laughs> and, you know, like we start, you know, have realizing we have all these mutual friends too, on top of that. And like, you know, doing fun things. Like we all went and did that photo shoot and like had an awesome time, went out to eat and like, you know, I got to meet so many other new people and, you know, other new friendships and stuff. So, um, you know, that's kind of where it's brought me and, and, you know, I'm happy it has, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big music person too. And I feel like, you know, that's, 
done the same in a way of just like introducing me to just like like-minded people who like enjoy the same things as me and this one is just so much different because like music can be so ambiguous there's like so much of it out there and you know so many personalities whereas you know ghostbusters is like it's such a core group of fans that have like such unique things you know uh personalities and um such you know different memories of you know where they first you know learned about this uh this you know movie and uh, this franchise um so it, I'm, I'm so happy to like you know be able to have the collection that I do and experience it with you know my friend my new friends and um, you know just kind of like hope that we have you know we can keep this going and you know see the next generation of you know kids maybe doing the same thing. Amazing, love that. Uh, That's a tough yeah. act to follow, but I'll try. <laughs> Should have gone first, guys. You both had great answers. Um. <laughs> By the way, when you go and presenting, you always go first. Then, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, that's the way to do it. Because then you get to drop the mic, yeah, and, uh, and walk off. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Ghostbusters now for me is very similar to kind of what Star Wars is, where it's not just this thing that I love. You know, like you guys mentioned, it's also become almost like a social thing because it's turned into, oh, we're gonna go see the film locations. Oh, let's get together at Nick's place and, and check it. Like, oh, there's a new movie coming out. We're all going to go get to see the movie together. Like, not only is there content that they're releasing, which I wish I could go back in time and tell baby Joe Hogan, dude, <laughs> don't be sad about Ghostbusters 3. You're going to eat well when you grow up. And you're going to have a real proton pack. <laughs> it's not going to be blue and, like, hot. Well, it is kind of hollow on the inside. But uh, anyway, um... Yeah, I, I it's 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 turned into this thing that I always kind of wanted it to be like, especially in my early Star Wars fandom, where Star Wars was just everywhere, and I had friends that loved Star Wars. Ghostbusters was that thing that I always wished I could share with people, and not only do I share it with my friends, but like my fiance and I, uh, you know, we we modded a spirit pack just so that she'd have a more realistic looking proton pack. Now she uses, she was the first person to be like, yeah, pull the trigger on that Haslab pack because that's the pack that I want to wear. So my fiance wants to wear a realistic proton pack and she deals with me watching the movies. And on my 35th birthday, my mom, my sister and my fiance dressed up as Ghostbusters characters and did a coordinated dance that they figured out how to do for, for this party for me because they know I'm the Ghostbusters nerd of the family. That's and incredible. it's just like, it's it's become this thing that, you know, I've always loved just as much as Star Wars, but now I get to share almost as much as I get to share Star Wars. The one thing I wish I could do is, come on, somebody get the official license for Star- for, for Ghostbusters art so that I can do st- I want to do official Ghostbusters art. I yeah. did a little bit a few years Please. ago. I would love to do more official stuff. I did a uh, a sketch card set um, in, I think, 2011, 2012 for Cryptozoic. It was awesome, and I loved doing it. But I want to do more, so please let me be greedy and let me make it more of more of a part of my career because I would I would put my heart and soul into it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. So I guess uh, I guess that's my. Uh, I guess that's my answer is it's a big part of my life and I want it to be even bigger. <laughs> well, there's no reason, it, no reason it can't be and that it won't be. Um, 
because of course, you know, Joe, as we were in New York just this past weekend doing a modified Ghostbuster tour, of course, as we're leaving the uh, Manhattan to head back to your house in Staten Island, we get the text that like, hey, they're filming the new movie outside the Flatiron. <laughs> it's like, oh, nuts. We Dude, ju- we couldn't see City that. Hall. We yeah. almost went to City Hall. We That's modified right. the tour. Like, yeah, let's, right. let's do Peter's instead. Peter's apartment from two instead of going to City Hall. Yeah. Why does it matter? Emerged from the subway, not even knowing yet, not getting that text yet. Uh, yeah, just seeing uh, the new Ecto. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, speaking of that, real quick, Nick, just um, like the way you put that emerging from the subway. The first time we did a Ghostbuster, the, the the Ghostbusters filming thing, which was almost ten years ago now, Joe. We, I looked it up yesterday. It was in uh, August of 2014. So next crazy. August, Nick, you got to join us. We're doing a ten we're year ten anniversary. year anniversary. <laughs> we're, we're hitting everything. Yeah. We'll start early. And we'll end late. And we're, we're wearing every spot. Unless it's scorchingly hot, we got to wear flight suits. So we're going to have to do the packs, <laughs> yes. but at least flight suits. Um, right. But that good. that first time we did it, uh, like we'd done, you know, we, we, we just did all the locations from the first movie. So I knew the last time. And what I loved was Joe, Joe was so, you God, you're so freaking fun because you wouldn't tell me anything we were going till. You wouldn't <laughs> tell me where we were going until we were there. And you're like, here we are. And I was, and it was like, Oh my God, it's Dana's apartment. You're like, Oh my God, it's the fountain where Peter sweet, you know, talks to Dana at Lincoln center It was all these cool things. And the last spot, like I knew was probably going to be the firehouse, but you didn't say it. And we just walked out of the subway station and I just look up across the street and it's just there. And I was just like, Holy shit. <laughs> like it's the firehouse. I mean, it was, it was like, wow. you started swearing. Yeah, a lot. I, don't, I don't care. Uh, oh my gosh. I mean, if she's, it's like going to the Holy land as a Christian, I've never been there, but I don't need to anymore. I've seen the firehouse. Um, like it was mind blowing. And, uh, like you have uh, seen shit that would turn you white. <laughs> it was, oh. it was wild. And then like, so we had a, I mean, just such a great time. And then as Joe and I are leaving, we were walking somewhere to like get an express bus back to back to your house, Joe. And as we're standing there on the sidewalk, one of those New York City tour buses drives by us blasting Bobby Brown's on our own. Oh, my so God. Awesome. How is how is this real life? <laughs> and like, we were also we like that whole day we were singing that song. Yeah. Like we just kept singing the chorus to that song, and then all of a sudden, this bus rolls up on Broadway, blasting that. I was like, "No, I could not have paid someone to have made that work the out the way that it worked out." Wow, it was that's how the universe works. The universe gives sometimes. It really was, <laughs> man. It was one of those moments. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that was that was just so good. Um, but anyway, guys. Thanks so much for for doing this with me for 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 honoring Ghostbusters Day. I think uh, this was such a blast. I feel like we've got to do another Ghostbusters thing in the near future. Just there's so much there's so much stuff we could talk about. But I, I love that we kind of got to share a little bit of our stories with Ghostbusters and 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 for all of you who who are still with us who listened through all of this, uh, I can only assume that you also are are a, a big fan of the Ghostbusters franchise and. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully it's been bringing up your own memories, the things you love about this series and, and, and what it, what it means to you. Um, so yeah, Nick and Joe, like, thank you both so much for, for making time to, to do this with me. Um, before, Anytime, yeah, Anytime. uh, before we go, <laughs> anything, either of you, I, this is a 
silly open-ended question, but like anything either of you want to bring up or, and maybe something I forgot to mention uh, that you just feel like you, you got to get out there. Uh, I can't wait for the new film. And even more than that, I can't wait to see or hear anything about the animated series and animated film that were announced like over a year ago. I feel like I think it was ghost. Yeah. Maybe it was, was it last year? Ghostbusters day. They announced it or the year before. It was like, right, I think it was last year. It was like right after, yeah, because it was after the afterlife came out. Uh, okay. So that was, yeah. Ghostbusters day 2022 then. Yeah. All right, cool. Ooh, please give us a trailer for the animated stuff. Oh, yeah. Or teaser, stuff. anything, yeah. anything. Give me anything. If I had to add anything, I'm just in a second with Joseph. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. That's like, Thursday, right? Ghostbusters Day is Thursday. Yeah, Ghostbusters Day, which yeah, June June 8th, which is obviously the, the anniversary of the, the premiere of the first movie in 1984. So actually, yeah, so next year will be its – hold on, I'm really bad at math. Next year will be its 40th anniversary. That's right, because it's oh, the year God. after Return of the Jedi. So yeah, we definitely gotta we gotta do something next year. And what's so cool is like you know thinking about even Star Wars Day, right? May the Fourth. Uh, that started as just like a silly, goofy fan thing several years ago, and now it's like it's pretty legit. Like I mean, yes, it's not yeah, like yeah. it's not like it's gonna be recognized <laughs> in a in you know the work environment per se, but it, the Star Wars Day has become a big thing in the last several years. And I feel like Ghostbusters has that potential as well. It seems like, you know, I mean, they even did a Ghostbusters like fan days type experience in LA a couple of years ago. Um, and I feel like its popularity will only continue to grow with, with these new stories that they're going to be telling. Um, so and my, you have all these franchises doing all this volunteer work too, you know, just kind yeah. of you know, like groups of, you know, go, you know, people dressed as Ghostbusters, you know, doing charity events and, um, just kind of like, you know, bringing their own Ectos, dressing their own cars up as Ectos, which is awesome. You know, you see all these like crazy custom Ectos out there. Um, so, you know, just even that stuff too, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, once again, you guys I can't thank you enough for, for making time to do this. Uh, and uh, while Bobby Brown may be on his own, we'll never be on our own because, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, we we might have to do it ourselves, but together by ourselves <laughs> um so hey everybody thank you so much for listening to this uh this special episode of the wamba's Lair podcast uh this ghostbusters day extravaganza for nick and joe i'm carl and we'll see you next time here in the wampas lair you and me you won't be winning if you want something bad you're